Today I messed up by letting my toxic family back into my life. They're completely unaware that I won the lottery several years prior. So some backstory. I'm the youngest of five children, and we grew up in absolute poverty. My mom loved having kids, but she didn't work, and dad didn't make enough to support everyone. I was poor enough that I remember as an 11 or 12-year-old receiving a single plastic slinky and being absolutely thrilled I got anything. Growing up with that kind of family was rough. Parents got divorced and dad lived locally but didn't really do much to try and be a dad just support financially when legally necessary and he let it slip once to me that he never really wanted kids he just loved my mom and she wanted kids so we went along with it obviously with this kind of dynamic and the lack of resources home life wasn't great prior to the divorce i was helping fix drywall at like age five because we could only afford to live in crumbly rundown houses i remember stripping paint with a steamer and putty knife at about six or seven and only learned recently that the house had lead paint my oldest siblings did even more housework and probably inhaled a bunch of lead dust and toxic substances couple that with the emotional abuse of our parents and they didn't grow up to be good people. My oldest brother had anger issues and got kicked out of college for fighting people. He also got arrested a few times for stuff involving theft or violence. My oldest sister struggled with substance abuse, got arrested a few times for it, and even ended up involuntarily committed for 72 hours once. She's doing a lot better nowadays, but still, she's an unpleasant person. My next brother went on to just be an employee at a large chain store, where I think he might be a manager now. All all three still live in the impoverished town we grew up in. My next sister and I are close enough in age that we're very similar. We both joined the military to escape the poverty trap of our hometown. I joined the army and she went to the navy. Even at about the same time, while in the service, we both pieced together a bunch of things about our siblings and parents that made everything clear. It was like we both had half of a connect the dot puzzle that made no sense. And when put together, the outcome was a big sign that said, everyone in this family is awful. She confronted them about it after her military contract ended and kind of got dragged back into the drama all over again. She moved to a city near the hometown about one hour away and started working there right away. I cut everyone else out of my life. I haven't spoken to most of them in years and the others are cursory or obligatory in nature. After my contract ended, I started college using the GI Bill, which not only paid for my tuition, but also paid a monthly housing stipend so I can focus on my school. My family hates that I was basically getting free schooling. I could never explain that it meant giving up four years of my life for active duty and I had to drill every month in the reserves and part of my body is permanently wrecked. To them, it's just an unfair advantage. While in school, I had a habit of buying a lottery ticket every month when the GI Bill hit my account. It was borderline superstitious as I never had any notion of winning anything because I remember a statistic once that said men in California have a higher chance of actually being Brad Pitt than winning the lottery. During my final semester of college, I did end up winning the lottery. I didn't win screw you money by any means, if you know what I mean. I won the type of money where you could pay cash for three-bedroom, two-bath house with 0.36 acres in the country where housing 
prices were below the national average and then have nothing left. Yes, it's specific because that's exactly what I did. I never told any of my family, including my cool older sister, because as much as I love her, she would almost be obligated to tell the rest of the family. The purchase of that home happened when I was 25, so 11 years ago at this point. Since then, I got married and I had a kid, and I have had an all-around nice and pleasant life. About a year ago, my oldest sibling was going to be near where I lived for work, and she wanted to visit so she could meet my daughter and catch up. Against better judgment, I agreed, because my wife wanted to know more about my family, who she had never met before. My sister was staying with us for three days before she had to go for her work stuff and spend the whole time just reminiscing and catching up. At one point during dinner on the second night, she asked about what mortgage must be like since she paid $900 for rent or something much similar and with no yard. My wife scoffed briefly, unaware that my family didn't know about my financial windfall. My sister, though a troubled individual, is no dummy and picked up on that. Her tone shifted from casual to serious and asked, what does that mean? I'm not great at lying, improvising, or doing anything without excessive planning. I sat stupefied while trying to figure out what to say before my wife said, well, he used his winnings to just buy the house. Thus setting off the chain reaction of questions that culminated with my sister, finding out I had made six figures for free while attending college for free, and getting rent paid while not doing anything. She was absolutely livid and left for a hotel. About two hours later, the phone calls began from every member of my family, accusing me of cutting them off so I wouldn't have to share this gift from God. The sister I even got along with got angry at me for keeping a secret, but she understood that it would have put her in a bad position of lying to the whole family. My phone email and wife's phone began blowing up for the next week while family tried to get money from me, not understanding that there wasn't any left. They kept saying that they're about to file for bankruptcy because of debt and I could save the family, but I'm just being selfish. After a week, lawyers got involved because my family started threatening to sue for damages for everything wrong in our family. And in fact, they eventually did file every single thing that could even remotely justify going to small claims court or a full lawsuit was brought up. They even added up an estimated amount of gas money I borrowed since starting to drive at 16 with verbal agreements to pay you back later, taking into account inflation and current gas prices. Everything together they asked for would have just been short of buying another house in cash. I'm able to post about this now because I was about to get 90% of it dropped for being absolutely ridiculous and showing that a lot of their claims occurred during a time when I had no contact with them. Thank you, phone and email records. The remaining 10% of what they wanted was stuff that happened when I was 17 or 18 years old, like denting one of their cars or injuring them when I threw an empty beer bottle and leaving a permanent scar where glass cut them. After lawyer and court fees plus paying damages, I lost a bit more than $10,000 to my family. The stress from the legal battle affected me at work, and when it got out that I was being sued by my family after winning a lottery, all my co-workers began asking for help financially. It got bad enough that I I had to request a transfer to a different branch where nobody knew me. Now I'm having to sell my home I bought where my daughter was growing up in and move to a more expensive city 
were the other branches, all because I let my family back into my life. This story is crazy. This person has incredibly toxic people in their life. I completely understand why they cut off these people from their life and decided to try and live their own life. You think you have a great setup, you can live your life and do your own thing. But this person's family dragged them down so far. I mean, how entitled do you possibly have to be to try and stake claim over someone else's house, home, and money? This is a classic case of somebody's too lazy to try and change their future, so they go after somebody who actually has. And it doesn't matter that it's because of lottery winnings. They still worked very hard to get where they're at in life, and they did everything they could to get away from these toxic people. I'm so sorry they had to go through this, and I hope they find the best of luck moving forward in a new town, in a new city, away from those toxic, entitled, terrible people. Am I a weirdo for wanting to bring my puppeteering act to a festival? I am a 27-year-old man and also a puppeteer, and I have been since I was in middle school. Before the virus, I was a regular fixture to a local festival where I was joined by my sidekick. He's a Muppet-style monster. Think Cookie Monster for scale. And we made regular appearances at the festival for roughly five consecutive years. We walk around, visit vendors, talk to kids, have photos made, and we've been announcers for the live bands in the past. Point is, we've done this a long time, and people know us and love us. The festival is coming back for the first time since the virus hit. And of course, I want to bring him. It'll be the first time we've been in the crowd in at least two years. I was talking to my mother and saying how I was going to the festival and was hoping to bring my monster and do our whole little shtick. She replied, why would you bring a puppet to a festival? Now, I love my mom, but that really hurt my feelings. I tried explaining how we've been doing it for years and were practically a fixture of the event, but she basically shut me down and said things like, that's weird. Or, that just looks strange. I feel really insulted, and now I don't want to bring him, even though I know people will ask when they see me without him. Now I'm starting to feel like this activity that I'm passionate about is really weird. Nobody's asked me to bring him, but after years of doing it, I kind of feel weird not showing up with him. Like I'd be disappointing my audience, especially the kids. Am I weird? Is my mom right? How do I stop feeling this way? My man, you are not weird. We need more weird people with puppets going around festivals making people laugh and smile. It is not strange to be a puppeteer. If Jim Henson were here today, he'd be saying the exact same thing. Jim Henson, for those of you who don't know, is like the guy behind the Muppets. So 100% do it. Bring your Muppet, bring your little monster, go to that festival, and you talk to every single person you see, and you make them smile. And the best part about it is nobody's asking you to do it, so they will have no idea that this is exactly what they wanted. They wanted some guy to go around with a puppet and make some funny jokes and get to know people. It's fun it's a festival. It's better than showing up by yourself and disappointing people who are expecting you to bring that. You clearly have a draw behind this. You've been doing this for years. Who cares what your stinky mother thinks? Do your thing. Don't let anybody tell you what you can or can't do. This is your art and you love it. And other people are going to love it too. An insane Karen tries to sue my parents for over a million dollars. This story happened in the mid-90s, spanning two years. I was six or eight years old, so the details aren't fully known. But the story gets told by my parents every so often. When I was six, we were in my dad's car coming home from work or daycare. I can't quite remember. My brother was about 10. We were in the back seat of a two-door Mazda. We were fighting in the back seat while my dad was stopped at a red light. He turned around to swat at both of us, again, early 90s, to make us stop. His foot slipped off the brake and we rolled forward into the car in front of us. My dad says my brother asked if we hit something. Both cars pulled off in the shopping center and this lady went into full hysterics, demanding an ambulance. 
And when the paramedics arrived, she insisted that she needed a neck brace and a backboard. My dad saw the writing on the wall and stayed behind to make sure the police got his full side of the story. And then the first thing he did was call the insurance company to tell them what happened. They had people out the next day to take pictures of the car and take my dad's statement. Sure enough, not long after comes the lawsuit. One million dollars for crippling this woman for life. Thus began a two-year-long battle with lawyers over the stupid fender bender. I know it took a long time and that my dad often ranted about how she rejected the first settlement offer of about $30,000 and then later rejected the second offer of $50,000 because she was a greedy, lying, terrible person and wanted a full court hearing. By the time we got to court, my parents had separated, but since they were married at the time, they were both on the hook for the money if they lost. I was too young to go to the hearing and was promised it would be long and boring anyway, so I had to stay at a daycare. My brother got to go though. It was long and boring right up until Karen herself got up on the witness stand and gave her version of the supposed wreck. First off, she used a walker and wore a neck brace to get to the stand. And then, to sum it up, she was innocently waiting at a red light when she checked her rearview mirror and saw a great big white truck barreling towards her. And she just knew there was no way it would stop in time. So all she could do was brace for impact and pray. My parents perked up at that, as did their lawyers. They got out a set of pictures of a blue two-door Mazda and showed them to the woman and asked if she recognized the car in the photographs. She said no. The lawyer showed the photographs to the judge and jury and explained that this was a car that struck Karen. Pictures were taken within 24 hours of the accident. The jury did an audible spit take. When the dust settled, not only did Karen not get her million dollars, but she ended up having to pay the attorney's fees, lost wages, and daycare costs incurred as a result of the lawsuit. And that was how we got a free trip to Disney. Some people are absolutely insane, and they will do whatever it takes to try and get money from someone else. Car accidents are absolutely one of the biggest ones. This Karen really thought she was going to try and pull one past the judge and jury, pretending like she's crippled for life and using some kind of walker. It is so funny that she got caught in her own lie and it is absolutely wonderful that she had to pay back for all the miserable lies that she tried to spring on this family. It's wonderful to see that this story ended up being in their favor and I hope they enjoyed Disneyland. An entitled Karen gets banned from a dollar store after freaking out because her kids stole from the store. A little bit of backstory. I'm an armed security officer at an outdoor mall so I get a call from a dollar store where everything is one dollar. You know the one. Anyway, the manager calls me and says that a minor attempted to steal in the store and the mother is causing a scene with other kids present. So I arrive and walk in and see eight kids and one mother all yelling. So I raise my voice and loudly exclaim, quiet right now. Well, Mama Karen turns around and tells me not to yell at her kids. I tell her that I apologize, but I couldn't follow what was going on and would she kindly explain what was going on. She then proceeds to get an attitude and say that the store manager accused her child of stealing. I look to the manager, whom I've known for years, and say, ma'am, is this accurate? She responds, yes, sir. The child, pointing to the child, has a candy bar and a drink. So I look to the mother and ask if she can ask the child to empty his pockets. She refuses. So in order to at least resolve the situation, I ask her and the children to step outside the store so that they won't be bothered by the staff or the store. In all honesty, this was just to get them out of the store. So now that we are outside, I get a text from the manager on our work phone that we carry, and it is a request to ban them from the store. This is something 
something I was going to do anyways. However, I decided to take it a step further and ban them from the entire mall complex. I had the paperwork with me to do this and begin writing out the property ban and trespass warning for her. I ask her name for my report so that I can take it up with corporate, and she seems very happy at that and gives me her name. I put her information in my report and the property ban and trespass paperwork. Just to clarify, I do have to notify property management of what I had to do, so I did not lie to her. So I tear off her a copy of the trespass and property ban, and she explodes at me. You can't do this. You don't have the authority to do this. I'm calling the police. My husband works there. So I politely tell her to make the call, and I will be glad to tell them when they arrive. She makes the call, and about ten minutes later, the police arrive with several officers. I explain to the sergeant that has arrived of what is going on, and he looks bewildered and says, she is throwing a fit over that? Seriously? He then goes to her and asks for her side. She starts waving the paper that I gave her in the officer's face and says, this is illegal. He can't do this. So the officer looks at the paper and then at her and says with the most polite and charming smile that is hiding a laugh, ma'am, this is valid. And according to this, you are banned from the property. She screams and says, but how will I do my kids shopping? The officer tells her she will have to go to another mall, possibly 45 minutes away. She huffs and calls her husband, who arrives shortly comes to find out he does indeed work for the police department and speaks to me and looks at the paperwork. He then looks at his wife and says, I will see you at home. We're going to talk about this. She then leaves crying with the kids. The husband turns to me and shakes my hand and tells me that he's sorry for causing trouble. Two weeks later, I got an award from my company and the owners of the mall over the incident. I wanted to tell you about a new podcast I thought you would like called The Reslayer's Take. It's a brand new all-ages actual play from Critical Role that follows a new group of adventurers within Exandria. After six misfit mercenaries are rejected from the elite monster hunting group the Slayers take, they band together and battle supernatural creatures across the rugged continent of Isilra. It has fresh adventures for a longtime critter or is a perfect first dip into the world of Critical Role. Check out the first episode if you like what you hear and make sure you follow the Reslayers take wherever you get your podcasts. First thing that comes to mind after the story is, I mean, what did the Karen actually think was going to happen? Her kid was caught in the act of trying to steal from a dollar store. Like, this is the least of her worries. The cops could have shown up and had them arrested for petty theft. So in all honesty, it sounds like her and the kids are getting off easy. And it's great that she tried to wave around that her husband's a cop, because even when he did show up after all this went down, he still reassured the security guard and the cops that she was in the wrong. It's unfortunate it had to go this way, but karma is so, so delicious in moments like this because Karens like this will never learn unless it's absolutely shown in their face that they are in the wrong. So good on the security guard for doing his job and good on the husband for saying that he's sorry because there's no way that guy would have gotten a sorry from that Karen. My mother stole $32,000 from me. To set everything up first... When I was eight years old, my mother set up a joint account with hers so that I could put money in and she could too when I was younger and never got around to separating them. So I started saving money for university in 2017 after I got my real first job and all my money went into that account. Only she could see the balance, which I liked because I didn't want to know how much I had because then I would want to spend it. I stayed back an extra year before I was supposed to go to save money as well. Now, my mother is the type of person who never wants to work again for the rest of her life. It comes time for me to get an apartment weeks before I'm supposed to go off to school. I check my account and guess what? 
there's less than $1,000 in there. After years of saving, it's all whittled down to $1,000. So I ended up not being able to go to university because my money was gone right before I was supposed to start. My mother had told me the account had been hacked and she would call the bank and have it fixed. I sat down with a bank manager and we both confirmed that it was my mother who had taken all of the money out of the account. And this wasn't even all at once, but it has been happening almost every day since I had my first paper route when I was 14 years old. She stole a total of $32,000 and her excuse was that since my girlfriend lived with us, that she couldn't afford the bills. Yet when I showed her the paper evidence that she'd been stealing for way longer than the girlfriend had been there, she had nothing to say. My stepdad didn't care about the money either because at least her half of the bills were paid. I haven't talked to them in two years and don't think I ever will again. I wasted years of high school working full time to save money for school and then it had ripped out right underneath me. This is a horrific situation. Imagine working so hard all through high school to try and save something up for a college education only to then have your mom rip it away from you piece by piece without you knowing. I can't believe that this person wasn't checking their account. I find it so difficult to believe though that this person did not check their account. I mean I know they're just a kid but I would definitely want to know how much money is in there so I can keep track of it so I can see how much I need to save up. I feel so bad for the original poster and I do not blame them for cutting their family out of their life after this. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the Cream of the Crop music. Search Cream of the Stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright free music to use for your next stream.